you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I have another special guest on my podcast today. Her name is Dr. Sarah O'Neill, and Sarah is a chiropractor. She has been in practice since 2000. That sounds funny now, huh? Um, she's originally from Manatic, Manatic. Ontario, which is near Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada, in case people didn't know. A lot of people don't. Um, she studied biology at the University of Waterloo and completed a Bachelor of Science degree. And after Waterloo, she entered the Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College and graduated as a doctor of chiropractic in 2000. And I'm just going to add one other thing here that she has in her bio, which is that she believes in pursuing excellence in the care of her practice members. And she has sought out training and accreditation in various disciplines, both within the chiropractic field and in related health fields, and has the highest level of certification within the network spinal analysis method, which she will tell us about during our podcast. So welcome, Sarah. Really happy to have you here. Thank you, Susan. I'm super happy to be here. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I've always wanted to, I've always had an interest in um, why some people live with more vitality and longer than others. And for some reason, as a teenager, I decided I was going to live to not just 100, but, you know, 110, 115. <laughs> and then I quickly realized, well, you know, you got to figure out what are some things that, that make that journey more vital, more energy than, than not. Um, yeah, and I find, um, I don't know if you want me to just jump right in with that or a little bit um, explaining about, about the technique that I mostly do. Um, yeah, actually, that, that might be, that might be kind of interesting. I'm sure there's a lot of people, including myself, who haven't, haven't heard of that type of. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so network spinal analysis is a low force type of chiropractic technique that looks at how the brain and spinal cord are functioning and look to optimize that function. Um, so when someone's in pain, it's probably not functioning very well and can be helped along. Um, most people, when they get out of pain, they think, oh, I'm functioning really well. You probably not. There's a whole realm of optimizing where a person can be really flexible, really vital, lots of energy, um, more joy, more creativity, 
more sort of in the realm of what you might want more of in your life. And so I help clients. Um, I actually look at the whole spectrum, helping clients get out of pain, whatever their goals are, helping clients look for uh, what more means to them in their life. Um, what makes me a little unique in the chiropractic field is I also look at, I include what's called transformative coaching in my practice. Um, looking at, cause I can do a really bang up job and send somebody out the door with a, you know, wonderful spine. And, but then it's up to them to take responsibility for what are they doing day to day? And, um, there's three main areas where people come back where they've had problems, you know, where it creates problems again. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people can look after those three main areas themselves or, or as much as they can, then somebody will be off to the races even more. Ah, okay. And I'd rather, I'd rather uh, have to do less than, than have to do more. Cause there's, I mean, there's so many people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's also, um, I think the other thing is too, that, that people, people don't realize how much of, of the rest of their life. It's, it's not just, oh, am I walking? Oh, am I, mm-hmm. you know, what am I eating? It's, it's everything. Um, and I know yeah. that, uh, that, that you also, that that's kind of your view. Mm-hmm. of how it all it all comes in and plays out together because um, as you as you said you know you can fix people and send them out the door <laughs> but if, if life doesn't change in some other ways yeah they'll, they'll come be back. back soon yes but you know it's nice for my business but... that's true that's true <laughs> yeah that's true and in and in this world i think you're you're not going to be in um in danger of <laughs> of not having any people any That's clients true. coming in <laughs> yeah mm. yeah 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 and I, I have clients who sometimes joke about like oh I wish you could just follow me around all day and you know poke me on the shoulder when when you see me doing or thinking something I you know and and just like reminding me and like oh I don't know <laughs> yeah, it sounds, doesn't sound that interesting but yeah sure <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, well, you can figure it out yourself. Wouldn't, yeah. Isn't that a novel concept? Ooh. Yeah. 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 Well, that that's where they used to tell people, to, you know, put rubber bands on or something, and mm, yeah, whenever they noticed something. Yeah. Yeah. Get in the habit. Yeah, you start hunching a little bit. Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's true. That's true. So why don't we, um, I think it'd be interesting just is to talk just a little bit more about your, your, the method. Okay. And then we can kind of go where that kind of leads. Yeah. Um, hmm. let's see. There's a few places I could start. It's very gentle. It's a series of light touches along the spine. So, um, there's certain spots along the spine where touch input is received uh, neurologically. Um, it's like a, a straight line up through um, to, to the brain and the part of the brain, uh, part of the um, subconscious brain, um, mostly 
I would say the thalamus, which is part of our subconscious mind that, you know, does all the things behind the scenes. It checks constantly between our spine and say the fluidity of the spine and reality or what's coming in from our senses. And so it's constantly integrating information from eyes, ears, taste, all of those five senses. And is the spine moving fluid? How are the nerves working? Can we, um, are we being resilient? If the spine is really rigid, that information that comes in will be filtered differently and we'll get the message, oh, we can't handle it, that's too stressful. If our spine can handle more and we're really fluid and we have a lot of capacity, mm -hmm. the message might be, oh yeah, that's not a problem. We, that doesn't need to be thought of as stressful. There's lots of situations where one person might say something was, oh, roller coasters are stressful. I can't handle it. Someone else thinks it's the most fantastic fun in the world. Yeah. And the fluidity or rigidity of the spine can have a lot to do with that. So yeah. um, network spinal analysis looks at coming along and putting in, it, it's really a light touch, like the, the weight you'd put contacts in your eye with mm -hmm. three to five ounces. And it's stimulating certain nerve pathways that get that part of the subconscious mind to reevaluate and helps the spine to become more fluid. So it's basically holding up a mirror to the brain saying, look, 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 you tightened up here. You don't need it anymore. And the spine can let it go. So then it helps open up how somebody thinks of the world. So um, someone might um, more possibilities become available. Uh, pain, you don't, there, there's less need for pain. So pain goes mm -hmm. down. Um, someone's creativity might go up. Very commonly, someone might sit up after a session and say, oh, why was I so worried about that thing with my boss? That's not a big deal. It's, I just have to send an email. So, but prior when they were really tight, it looked like, I don't know what to do. Um, so light touches along the spine helping open just everything wow. up yeah 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 how neat That's yeah really it's really I, it's fascinating yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've never heard of that kind of of chiropractor before there's there's people all over the world there's probably people doing oh, it in yeah. almost every state but yeah it's not um what most people think of as mm. chiropractic it's actually closer to the original in, well, in my mind, see mm. all, I'm thinking of all these chiropractors who might be watching this thing. Um, the, the original developer of chiropractic, some of the same principles apply. Um, okay. He actually used was more of like uh, what we might think of as an integrative medicine or naturopath. He did a lot with diet and um, even hypnosis. And wow. um, he he discovered that working with the spine helped a lot of um, physical problems, mental problems. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Well, it it yeah. makes so much sense. Well, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it just. Um, <laughs> well, we all know, you know, if 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 something's bothering you in your body you know, your day just doesn't go as well. Yeah. You know? I mean, just something as simple as that. Yeah. Um, and vice versa, right? Sometimes your day doesn't go well. And and, and then, then you get a pain in your body and say, exactly. hey, hey. Yeah. 
Hello. Hello. Yeah, pain in general, um, I see it as a way that our bodies have of getting our attention. And what they're getting our your, your attention about can be quite different. And that's where um, I often coach people in learning to listen to what I would call your own wisdom. Because I can point to things and say, okay, well, maybe you need to eat differently. Maybe you need to exercise. Maybe you need to look at your habitual patterns of worry. Uh, but exactly what, where a person, you know, is going to get the best bang for their buck. If a person says to me, you know, I think I need to uh, eat differently, then I'll say, okay, that sounds like where you should start then, if that's sort of what's coming up for you. Yeah. Um, someone else might say something totally, totally different. Um, yeah. And so, so pain, sometimes it can, it can, it can be tricky with, you know, what am I supposed to listen to? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and sometimes too, just the way the body is one thing may be hurting, but that may not be what the problem is. Mm. Right. It may be coming from some other total place. And then you, yeah. and then you make you make yourself you make adjustments. Oh, I I'm not going to sleep on that side, you know, because it's been bothering me. Or I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. And and you know, pretty soon they've got about five different things that are that they've gotten yeah. out of whack. Yeah, yeah. And our body um, is very smart, and we often people in their language will talk about the body like or parts of their body. Um, like they've disowned them and that doesn't help they'll say oh my bad back is acting up like it's a like it's a five-year-old child that the, is you know acting badly and they're not listening to it um, yeah. so if you think of your body part that way it's probably going to want your attention more like a small child that you're ignoring mommy, mommy, mommy. It's, well that child's going to get louder so is your back pain or whatever the thing is yeah. um so yeah the way we uh, perceive our bodies often can be part of, of the, I don't like to say the word problem, but it's part of the, the ball of wax, or part of the thing. Part of the uh, solution. Yes. Part of the solution is listening, you know, perceiving our bodies yeah. differently and knowing our body is always smart. Anything it does yeah. is for a reason. Um, it, we, we may not, it, it may not be, you know, clear straight away what that reason is, but our, our bodies are very good at compensating one thing for another, for another, for another. And um, yeah, ankle pain can start because our shoulder was sitting funny or from biome biomechanical points of your postural, it, we can really like head to toe. It's all connected. Um, yeah. yeah. It's funny, huh? Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's like, well, I'm sure somebody's saying, well, duh, that's obvious, but you know, people don't think that way. You no. know, that's the whole, that's where the whole holistic yeah. way of, of medicine and, and treatment and whatever, yeah. that's where all of that came from because, you know, the whole medical field was oh no, I only treat arms. Oh no, I only treat legs, you know? Yeah, it tends to be reductionistic. Yeah. Um, and there is, there's times and levels where that 
is of use because the experts in the, you know, the, the one little thing, it mm -hmm. takes all that focus to get that knowledge. Uh, but I often talk with people about, um, I'll call it upstream or downstream. And so someone might say to me, well, why, why do I have an ulcer? Or why do I have wrist pain? So, okay, well, it depends on what level you want to look at it at. How holistically do you want to look at that? Mm -hmm. Ulcers are actually an easy example because most people are aware they're uh, linked to stress. And if mm -hmm. you or, you know, you think of the type A personality executive, you stress yourself into an ulcer. Right. It's sort of classic. Um, and so more upstream would be stress. More downstream would be you have an ulcer because you have inflammation in your stomach. So there, there's a biochemistry as to why that has happened. And if you want to look at it at that biochemistry level, well, you might take um an antacid or to to help the the short term and you right I was gonna thing. say and you, and you think and, it's helping yeah but yeah we won't go there <laughs> well and and there is a value in the moment when you can't mm -hmm. sleep because of a pain mm -hmm. yeah okay but then what's upstream from that why are you having that oh well i have inflammation well why do you have inflammation oh i'm stressing myself out okay why are you stressing yourself out? Well, I hate my job. <laughs> or various, various, you know, answers to that. But then uh, often we come to, if, if you keep going upstream, you come to a place where we uh, create thoughts mm. that our body perceives as pressure or stress. And if you continually tell yourself you hate your job, that literally causes your musculoskeletal system to tighten up because we don't, our brain, I find this very interesting. Our brain can't distinguish between real stress in the environment, something oh, yeah. unfolding in front of us, like a tiger versus us thinking about the idea of a tiger eating us. Uh -huh. And we're very good at making those pictures in our mind and, you know, the, the, my boss is so terrible or whatever the, the, the thing is that we do, mm -hmm. our body reacts as if it's actually happening. And if that thing was actually happening, you would want to respond that way. But if you're telling yourself 24 seven, the same story, your, your body's going to wear out pretty quickly. And, and then when you go, you know, further downstream the, you know, somebody, eventually somebody's going to look at your, I don't know, your stomach and say, well, you know, you have an ulcer. <laughs> and and you can go up and down with almost any any symptom like that mm -hmm. and so i often tell people well how holistic do you want to get like where where do you want to look and some people you know it surprises me some people aren't maybe ready to mm -hmm. go you know or they don't um yeah, and there's various reasons why someone might say, oh, I don't want to change how I'm eating or, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, I guess it depends on how bad that pain is, right? Yeah. You know, if it's just middling and it just bothers them occasionally, maybe they say, well, eh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I'm ready yet to. Yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> yeah. Until it gets really bad. <laughs> yeah, depending on what it is, 
it's easier to take care of things with the small. It's like your body's tapping, you know, giving you a uh -huh. little nudge, like, hey, 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 pay attention, rather yeah. than screaming out loud. Um, with many things, when you get to the screaming out loud level, you have a certain amount of tissue damage. Mm. But yes, I've seen a lot of things heal that really aren't supposed to heal. Mm. Um, but it it it's less, it's easier. <laughs> I have to tell people it's so much easier over here. <laughs> Do yourself a favor, just you know, pay attention. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like I mean the 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 picture that comes to mind for me is 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 when you get a little bit of a leak in your roof. Yes. Right. And you yeah. go, well, it's not that much right now. I can just put a little bit underneath it for right now. And you know, when this when the winter's over, I'll fix it. Yeah. Right. Well, but at that point it may cost you 10 times as much or or 50 times as much. <laughs> Yeah. because of all the uh, other damage yeah it's oh, yeah. Not, you might it's now not, have a mold problem and you need yeah. mold remediation or yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um yeah because it is it is interesting i don't know if that's a a human <laughs> condition that we're like until it really gets up in our face and hits us over the head literally or figuratively mm. a lot of times people just don't want to deal with it there's different some people don't some people take care of things earlier yeah. uh, there's different different reasons some people don't want to um i don't i don't i was gonna say some people don't want to hear the bad news um but that's not necessarily true yeah that'd be very individual <laughs> yeah or they or, or they don't want to change mm -hmm. some particular part of their life right or they think it means things. Actually, yeah, that feels more true. It would be, well, that means I'm like my father, or they think it means like it's, or, or oh, I, it means it's very difficult and I, I won't be able to do X, Y, or Z, so I might as well not bother. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So we were talking a little bit before, mm -hmm. um, before we got on the recording, but you know, having to do with um, people, people getting older, people, you know, mm -hmm. since the podcast is about after fifty, yeah, it plus or minus fifty, but, um, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, things things happen to earlier sometimes. To oh, yeah, I laugh because yeah. um, I often talk with people about this sort of thing. Uh, definitely over 40 um yeah yeah but uh uh from a biological standpoint like ourselves uh 30 is the age where things just <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 well and for and for women in in well i i men I, men, too, say that. They, men too because they have andropause yeah and then women have menopause um yeah. and that's 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 huge to our mm -hmm. bodies. You know, I mean, we can do it easily or we can do it not so easily, but it's still a big change. It is. Yeah. 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 Anyways, if we want to, if you want to take the lead on that and, and talk about some of the things that we had, we had talked about, um, I was just trying to look if I can mm -hmm. find it. Uh -huh. Well, I was um, talking about how 
as people age, I see there's three main things. If you, um, if you look at how you move, mm. how you eat and how you think that will get you an awful long way. Um, it came to mind. There's, there's a phrase, um, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Yes. And that is so true. And it's more true the older you get. <laughs> um, I see it in small ways with people. So if um, just ranges of motion, which I mean, seems kind of boring, but uh, a common one that people lose is the ability to tip their head to the side and stretch there. Oh, you're very good. Um, that seems to go first. So I'll often tell people to stretch in certain ways or looking at what, what they're good at and what they're not good at. But um, any natural range of motion of the body, if you don't do it over time, you're going to lose it. Yeah. And that's actually partly the brain loves efficiency. And so if you never, you know, do this, uh -huh. your brain will say, oh, I guess her life doesn't need her to do that that takes too much energy. We'll just solidify her neck. So she don't, we'll, we'll take that off. Oh, the table. That um, nasty. Yeah. It, yeah, I know. <laughs> but then as well, the, the good news is whatever you, if you notice something where you can't do something, the, 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 I often tell people the physio for it or the, the fix for it is to slowly work at, you can regain things. It just usually takes longer than people want. Um, but you figure out, okay, so I realized I can't tip me. Maybe the furthest I can get is five degrees. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. You do that a few times every day and then, mm -hmm. oh, look, now I'm going 10 degrees and, and you just go a little more and a little more and a little more. Mm -hmm. uh, some people might say to me, oh, I can't, uh, get down to put my socks on anymore, or I can't touch my toes. Mm -hmm. Um, well, Okay. What can you do? How far down can you get? And do that. Make sure you do that. And then you go like one degree more every day. And, and your body, your brain will start to go, oh, I guess her life includes getting down to the floor. Let's okay. <laughs> Sounds funny, but yeah. 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 No, but it but it makes so much sense because that's how we approach everything else. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, learning something or um, yeah, you know, learning a new language or yeah, whatever. You're gonna learn Italian in a day, or at least yeah. most people don't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah mm -hmm. exactly. It it mm -hmm. all well, and it all makes so much sense because, like you say, it's all it's all connected. It's all and um, there's been a lot discussion, I guess if you want to call it that, and, and, and articles and things written about how the actually the the microbiome yes is even more important than your brain because it actually tells your brain what to think and what to do yeah you know we've we've all been <clears throat> excuse me trained to think that our brain is running everything and it's mm -hmm. like mm, wrong wrong again yeah. <laughs> yeah it it's more of like a um a network um effect um, and it's, it's an interesting thought to think almost that we're like these robots that these bacteria in our gut drive around. <laughs> yes, I love <laughs> that. The, brain, the, brain, the bacteria, um, 
there's a researcher, uh, she's unfortunately passed away now, but mm -hmm. Dr. Candace Pert. Um, oh, when I was in school, I learned about her work because she was the first person to uh, find the, the neuropeptides in the brain that cause us to feel emotion. And uh, she, some of her very groundbreaking research that still most people aren't aware of is that the receptors, so the, the, the things on our cells that allow us to feel emotions, the receptors, mm -hmm are found not just in the brain, but all through our gut um, and actually at higher concentrations in our gut. Mm -hmm. So we literally feel emotion in our gut, in our heart um, and uh, up and through the spine, the entire spine mm -hmm. is full of these neuropeptides and receptors. And all three of those are higher concentrations than the brain. So it, it's most commonly thought that we feel emotion it's in our brain, you know, you feel sad, happy, happy, whatever. Um, but it's, it, it's literally the combination of spine, gut, heart, and then the brain. I think the brain is more of a coordinator than an actual oh. originator. Um, it integrates a lot of things. Oh. Um, yeah. 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 The gut, the impact of the gut is, cannot be understated. Yeah. Yeah. They. Well, I can't remember what the amount, what the number was, but. Oh, it, it, it's, it's like something like what is it like a hundred? There are. Right. So there are messages going up and down, mm -hmm. but there's like a hundred or a thousand times more going up mm. than there are coming down. Yes. Which I don't know the exact exactly number. I think charge. you've read more yeah, of it than I have. It's some. <laughs> it's some humongous amount. I mean, it's just. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so interesting because we all have this view of how we are. Yeah. Things. We think we're top down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so then um, one of my other three things, what you eat uh -huh. or uh, what comes into your body, um, even like things through your skin, for example, like lotions you put on, you know, chemicals and, and things like that have, have a big effect on on the body um and on that microbiome um when that gets disrupted we get a lot of inflammation um inflammation over time uh inflammation is meant as a short-term uh healing response it's part of our response for if you tear a tendon for example you want inflammation to heal that up it's also a big part of our immune system um, and it tends to be, there's a, a really useful short-term things. Um, but for example, if you're eating in ways that irritate your bowel, or if you eat a lot of sugar, um, it's going to create long-term, what we call systemic inflammation. And that over time degrades the cells in, in your body. And depending on uh, other, a number of other factors, down the road, you'll eventually get a diagnosis if you have too much inflammation. Okay. Uh, for some people, it could turn into diabetes. Someone else, it might be osteoarthritis. Um, and, and inflammation, because it's something very useful, it's, you're all there, you can't have no inflammation. Right, right, um, yeah. It's reducing it, and so that it doesn't get out of control. But mm. um, 
stress, for example, creates inflammation in the body because our, our body thinks there's something we have to defend against or heal. Um, but it, it's sort of stress tends to be the way we think about things. Um, so those three things, eat, move, think, inflammation, it, they all, they <laughs> intertwine together. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that, I think that the lesson from all of that as well is that our, what we think is of, of as cause and effect mm. is, yeah. is kind of a little different in reality than it is mm -hmm. in how we, how we think it was, you know, how we were brought up to think. Yeah. Yeah. And some, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm trying to think of an example, but there's so many. <laughs> yeah, people often say to me things like, oh, I just had some x-rays and I found out I now have arthritis. And they talk about it as if it's something that just sort of happened yesterday. But arthritis is at least, it, it's minimum a 30-year process. It, it's, oh. it's a long process. Um, and depending on which type, it's a slightly different, um, but um, it, it comes down to how are you thinking? How are you moving? How are you eating? <laughs> and um, people, yeah, the, the people think things just happen out of, out of the blue. Yeah. No, it has nothing to do with the way I've been living my life for the last 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Or or, or they think, oh, well, now that I'm 50, mm. I will start getting this and that, and this and that, my joints and my, you know. And it's not bad because at any age, you can turn things around or you can say, okay, you know, now that yeah. I'm 70, I'm going to start doing the things that I know I should do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the earlier one starts, the better. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like investing there you go okay. <laughs> the earlier you, the earlier you start saving the better um but i would um again people often say to me oh you know it, it you know i'm i'm 85 it's too late yeah. no it, it no the body has an amazing resilience and regenerative capacity and i'm always amazed by it um so yeah, it's never too late. And the earlier you start, the better. <laughs> so one thing that kind of comes to mind that I've been noticing with a lot of a lot of people that I know, men and women, um, as they get older, is um, and I and I know I do this to a certain degree as well, is we start to kind of hunch mm -hmm. over. Yeah. Why, why do we do that? So I mean, what's changed um, in our <laughs> yeah in our bodies that's it's um, a few factors. Um, we, we, in, uh, in my world, we call that a defense posture. Huh. And so if um, your brain thinks that the world is stressful, mm -hmm. your head will come forward and it lowers your center of gravity and you hunch. And from a survival standpoint, you're literally uh, better able to fight, like uh, physically fight off a tiger, like uh -huh. survive. Um, and the longer you've been on the planet for the more small things add up 
And so when you're younger, the brain can be more resilient and think, oh, okay. And I was talking about that checking, checking between the spine and the brain, uh-huh. you know, are things stressful? Yeah. When you're 20, you have a lot more flexibility, a lot more hormones, a lot more everything. So the answer, when your brain's checking, the answer a lot more often is going to be, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. As you get older, things lose that flexibility a little bit, unless you work at it. So more and more, the answer subconsciously becomes, nope, we can't handle it too much, too much. And our brain does us a favor by getting us ready to handle the stressful world and goes forward. As well, I was talking about how the brain likes efficiency. So if that happens repeatedly, the brain will say, oh, we're just gonna keep the person in the hunched over posture because their life needs that. And then the way the little ligaments between the spine work, those shorten and your muscles shorten. Mm. And so then over time as well, some muscles in the front will shorten and get tight Mm. and the muscles in the back will weaken. So now over time, you literally can't, or it's more difficult to bring yourself up because you Mm. don't have the muscle tone to do it anymore. So it's a slow process of habit. Um, but it is the, the, the starting thing of it is it's part of how our brain protects us from mm-hmm. a stressful environment. And if you go more, you know, why does it think it has to do that more like yeah. gesturing that way, but upstream was that way. Anyway, um, yeah. it's, it's how we think of the world. Mm. And if we think if, if we're constantly if you can, you can hear it in your language. If you um, notice how you talk to others and are you always complaining about something and, oh, rah, 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 rah. Um, uh, or are you, are you talking more um, openly or about possibilities? Yeah. Those are kind of two extremes. Most people uh-huh. are a little in the middle. Yeah. Um, how, how you think about the world around you will have an effect on your posture. Um, once a person is hunched and finds it difficult to straighten up, then, um, changing how you think is very useful, but also stretching the tight muscles and strengthening the other muscles. So, um, there's lots of videos online, like posture exercises, Uh Uh Um, tons of good things out there. Um, uh, strengthening one's core. Most Uh, people know, oh, that's a good thing to do, but they have no idea how to do it. Again, you can, uh, if you have a health professional, you can ask them, what's your favorite strengthening core exercise? Mm -hmm. Or you can, you can look it up on YouTube these days. Mm -hmm. There's some really fantastic ones. Um, But yeah, the, the core part of your body keeps you upright. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Is it, is it also, I know I remember um oh, I don't know a number of years ago when I was um going to the gym and I would talk to the trainers and stuff mm-hmm. sometimes um obviously before COVID but um there are some gyms open open now so. depends on where you are in the world I suppose <laughs> yeah um and they used to always say as as well that you have to that you have if you're going to strengthen you need to strengthen both sides mm right so if you just work on the muscles here like you were saying then yeah. they tend to pull yeah 
So you have to work on the muscles in the back as well. Yeah. So that they, they take you, you know, straight up as opposed to one way. Yeah, you need, a, you need a balance. And often when people have that hunched forward posture, the, um, change my screen here, your shoulders will come forward. So these pectoral muscles are shortened and too tight. Well, if you start strengthening those, they're going to do more. Yep. So you need to okay. stretch, start by stretching them uh -huh. and strengthening the back. Yeah. That's kind of more like a rowing motion or uh, for some people, the strengthening is literally just practicing being more upright. Got to sit up. I know I have yeah. that problem. Uh, <laughs> and bringing your shoulder blades down and in goes a long way. I was telling people shoulder blades back. down and in. Yeah. And you're kind of contracting just above your waist. A lot of people try to do this, but that just makes it worse. Oh yeah. No, I'm always yeah. trying to get my shoulders go down. Yeah. So opening the front, mm -hmm. strengthening the back. And then event once this opens, then you can look at strengthening that. But um yeah. Is a lot of that coming from uh, us spending so much time in front of the computers? <laughs> I could say a lot about it, but short answer is yeah, absolutely. Um, all the devices we use nowadays um, tend to bring us more forward. Mm -hmm. um, I've started seeing, oh, for sure last five years, probably a bit longer. Um, from phones and texting on the phone people bring their head forward a lot yeah. um i've seen degeneration in the spine in 18 year olds that i would have never seen um i used to see that starting maybe age 60. wow and i see it now in uh older teenagers huh. um, because they've spent so many years with their head forward yeah and again, it's because our bodies are smart and our bodies say, well, if you're going to spend your whole day with your head forward, we're just going to crush those vertebrae down a little bit. So you don't have to bother with, with ever being straight. Oh, well, it just make it easier for you to do this all the time. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to strain and feel stressed after yeah. you've done it. You, right? you know, if you're going to live your whole life forward, then yeah. you probably have an extra vertebrae that you don't actually need. So we're going to, and <laughs> <laughs> and it seems bananas, but that's no, it seems very logical. Uh, yeah, it seems very logical. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. So, from, we all from, talk about strengthening our brains, and that's and that's yeah. what our you know, that's what it's yeah, that's what it's doing <laughs> from any standpoint, like any any physical thing you do for a long time during the day, whether it's head forward because you're at your phone or um, I used to work in a town where there was um, a car assembly factory. And so I, a lot of my clients were um, on the line assembling cars and they uh, each, each job was different, but each person, it was one motion all day long. So they might have a drill and be going rawr, rawr and that person so if there's one if there's something you do a lot of in the day i always tell people make sure you figure out and do whatever the opposite is for a while so that the phone device computer thing is you want to you want to straighten up and even go backwards and stretch yourself out backwards and so if you're shortening the front you want to 
strength in the back, length in the front. So you do the, the opposite. Um, for the factory worker people, sometimes it's a little trickier. There's a compound motion figuring out, okay, well, what's the opposite? Um, but yeah, getting them to stretch out and strengthen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have been on for a while, so I think <laughs> we probably should uh, should wrap this up. Okay. Um, Very fun. To but talk. I would I would love to have you back on. There's just so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll set something up for chapter two. Okay. <laughs> So thank you, Sarah. Really appreciate your time and, and your knowledge. You're very welcome. Um, thank you for having me on. Yeah. yeah. And as I always have to say at the end of these, um, I am not a doctor, even though Sarah is, but this is not to be taken as medical advice. And if you are having any kinds of issues, please go and see your own doctor and needless to say if you have an emergency go to the emergency room um thank you again sarah and i will see all of you next week this has been healthy tips after 50 with susan rosen to stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on itunes visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode show notes more resources and free offers